I, I'm gonna find it real quick because it's very. Important. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, you got time. Yeah. Got all the time in the world. <laughs> we, we're doing pretty good, actually. Yeah. No, actually, we are. I'm. I'm impressed. We're getting near the end yeah. too. Um. Ten, 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 ten. Oh, hacking sound effects, generic <laughs> hacking <laughs> sound effects. A little too much laughing, Mueller. Fools! Hey everyone, welcome to episode 10 of the Alex Mueller's Fundum Wincast. Um, joining me is my co-host, as always, Warren, and I, as always, am Brendan. <laughs> hey, what's, what's up, up, Brendan? Uh, hey, not much. How's how's it going with you, sir? It's good, um, and I'm glad to be here. My goodness, what an episode. What an episode, indeed. Um, yeah, I think we should just really just jump into this, because there's a lot going on, and I think we both probably have a lot to... Lots to discuss. Well, um, before we just jump right in, uh, uh, let's let's discuss the recap. <laughs> <laughs> as always, um, as you know, uh, uh, the previous episode, if you haven't listened to it, stop listening now. Go back and listen to it. Uh, it's a it was another it was another gem. But uh, do you remember how in the uh, you know, next time on the previous episode, one my favorite line was, and what does Otto's death mean, Brendan? What does it mean? Well, it looks like we got our answer in the form of Otto actually making a brief appearance in the recap. You mean his, uh, his infamous quote? <laughs> his infamous quote is back. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I'm not going to repeat it because I, I cannot do it justice. Is <laughs> <Right. laughs> it, him paying tribute to, uh, to Lord and Savior's ex? Uh, Lord and Baron and Count, you mean. <laughs> uh, also in the recap, uh, is still, even though it's been like three episodes since then by now, at least, is that stupid smirking hero face. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> I feel like they should have been wiped out, like, you know, wiped away by this point. I guess uh, this episode might might do that for us. Yeah, that might I, wipe that I'm, I'm actually curious to see if, um, if next episode, if it, I feel like this is a momentous enough uh, occasion and happenings in this one that we may get a new uh, last time on segment, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll somebody, uh, somebody go wake up the narrator and get him back into the recording <laughs> studio because uh, that, uh. They might need to spice it up a little bit. I'm sure they'll still keep some of it. Like, I'm sure there's, you know, going to be some retaliatory intentions and shudder violently. But he might have to uh, <laughs> throw some new text in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, also, and, we get that, that back-to-back um, blood-coughing scenes. <laughs> oh, that's always nice, yeah. <laughs> this is a little slow-mo, like, bullet time. Uh, I'm sure that they could have, like paused and had the camera like swirl around zex's face in the cockpit as the blood was like arching out of his mouth it's like yeah i guess like i mean nothing says internal bleeding i guess like <laughs> coughing up a small trace amount of blood in right yeah hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah I'm, i feel energized that's right yeah i, I probably feel more energized 
tonight than I have in a while recording. So me too, me too. I'm feeling pumped. Yeah. Let's let's run oh, with yeah. it. I'm pumped up by this yeah, episode sir. too. This episode is awesome. So let's. Uh, yeah, I, let's... This was this was <laughs> definitely another one of those like hey, like I like this episode. Like I legitimately enjoyed it and like thought there was some pretty good impactful scenes and everything. Oh yeah, you um, got. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. Yeah. We got character interaction. We got like jumping around to different scenes. We got all the pilots mixing it up. I mean, kind of. <laughs> kind I mean, of. Buffet, I guess that kind of counts, but. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. That's that's true. But uh, there's a lot going on. There's some. Mm-hmm. We get to see some uh, clash of characters. I think that's our first thing we should probably get right into. Um, yeah. It's like that moment when you. Uh, uh, I would compare it to like when you have a group of friends. It could be college, camp. Maybe you met that. Uh, it's the first time you're bringing uh, your significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend back to like meet the parents. Um, it's always Couldn't awkward to see it. meet the fuckers. Yeah, it's always <laughs> awkward. It's always like you kind of wonder how it's going to go down when, like, well, Trey's is good friends with. Zex, and he's also pretty good friends with Un, so you know, you'd think everybody would get along when they all get together, but not quite so. <laughs> oh man, no, de- definitely not. <laughs> and um, yeah, there's definitely some immediate tension between, uh, especially between <laughs> An and Norin, but oh my also basically just An and uh, Lady An as well as Norin and Zex, really. Um, well, it's a- to be fair, I, I did also notice that uh, Zex. Did you notice that Zex and Norin were wearing their, I guess, dress capes? Oh yeah, it's <laughs> Trace Kushranada's coming to town. You dressed to the nines, right? <laughs> I would also say Lady Un. To be fair, there's a uh, there's a lot of tension b- between her and like the universe, <laughs> like <laughs> every human being except Trace yeah. Kushranada, like. If you are not Trace Kushranada and you meet Lady Un, just watch out as a rule. Yeah. And but and she <laughs> takes a lot of like shit from him too. Like I don't know if you noticed, like just at the very beginning, like I forget what like she's like talking about like or Trace is talking about the Toggies or whatever and Zex piloting it. And she has some like comment about like, you know, oh, we don't want it to get to his head. And like yeah, he has like attitude. such a patronizing voice when he's like, now wait, now Lady Un blah 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 like like definitely just like treating her like a kid yeah but she she's totally fine with that well she she, she just takes it out on everybody else this is a classic mm-hmm. example of like you know i mean I, I i still do sympathize with lady un there and i would say like um I don't, she she's she she's pretty ruthless of course um but i think i still hate trays more than her um, oh, because yeah. he's the he's the mastermind behind this. He's such an arrogant prick, and yeah, like just can you imagine being Lady Un, being around uh, Trey's and just day after day, like mm, Lady Un, and then like it's almost just like he's like deliberately fucking with you, like gives you tasks <laughs> that you're gonna fail at just so he can be like mm, Lady Un, uh, that was wrong the way he tried to do that. <laughs> Because <laughs> he, like, repeatedly delegates tasks to her only to be like, mm, that was wrong. You shouldn't have used the large missiles. Uh, you shouldn't have done it that way. It's not how I would have done it. <laughs> we get a little one-on-one time with uh, with um, Trey's and with Zex. Right. And, they, uh, they send their ladies off a one-on-one mm-hmm. time. 
Yeah, Lady Unpretty impatiently telling uh, Norin to move it. <laughs> yeah. We're going right. to move on, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Move your ass, none, Norin. <laughs> <Noun. laughs> um, oh, man, but then I, I know your favorite thing. Um, and we get yet another two nicknames, I guess, for Zex in this episode. Like... episode. It's sort of like one and a half nicknames, because they both have Yeah, lightning. one's kind of like a possibly facetious nickname, I guess, too. Right. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, I don't, just apropos of nothing, like, Trey's calls Zex both Lightning Baron and Lightning Count. I think we've heard <laughs> Lightning Count before, but Lightning Baron's definitely a new one for this episode. Yeah, you'll have to, like, play the clip, maybe, because does he, does he even say, like, lightning baron or should i say lightning count or something like sort of like witty about the way he says it even yeah like, what, no, no, what that, is your point is exactly why what, what would be the difference like I, I guess the difference would only be to someone like trey's who is like so obsessed with like nobility and class title like he would be the only one who actually knows what the fuck the difference is between a baron and a count <laughs> So he's like, ooh, or is it, or should I say count, right, Zex? And I, it's I, like, I prefer Lightning ah, Duke. Thank you very lightning much. Lightning Duke, yeah. <laughs> you call yourself a Lightning Count, but I'd say more of a Lightning Baron. And he just like looks around, <laughs> and no, el- all the subordinates in the room are like, oh, we don't get it. <laughs> we have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but then um, we get a little. Um, we get a little counter from Zex saying, well, actually, um, I prefer the nickname Killer of His Own Men. Yeah, you could just back up and say that noise again. Brennan, I feel it sums it up pretty well. Yeah, like with as much poutiness as possible, like more like Killer of His Own Men. Right. I mean, do we get much else out of that little exchange between the two of them? I mean, we do get we do get this part, which uh, let's uh, we aren't, we did not test this out, but hopefully it works. Um, That's the reason I can trust you with anything. Miliardo Peacecraft. That name. Please don't. Zex knew that he didn't want to be called by his name. Like he's pretty t- <laughs> sensitive about the mask. He's upset. He just is talking about how he should be called Killer of His Own Men. Like. <laughs> Fucking fuck Trace. He's definitely taking like a dig at him here. He's like, he has Miliardo, such like a crap. look on his face too when he said it. When he said it, it's like calling him that name that he does not want to be called. Trace knows he's like digging. This at is him. this is definitely something like um like let's say like like you know something like childhood like people who knew each other like since childhood and like you know like drudging up some story about like your friend we like shat his pants like in like the play, up on the playground like you know second yeah. grade or something and just like like drug like bring it up like 20 years later yeah it's a painful thing it's like he does not want to talk about it <laughs> uh, yeah and yeah, then just... zex is just like please please don't that name like please don't yeah please don't uh, good times yeah so trace um, kushinata uh you know barely whatever three minutes into the episode and as if you needed to be reminded he's clearly still an asshole yeah. <laughs> yep. Just uh, just yet another reminder. Um, but now, now we get to the whole 
the whole plan, really the whole whole crux of this episode. Right. And we got the return of them Taurus suits making their way to this Siberia base. Right. And yeah, big big plans to to transport them. And uh, Lady Lady Un gives us a nice little PowerPoint presentation um on her, her plans to, to take take out these take out the Gundams as well as um get these Taurus mobile suits uh to Siberia. Do you think that and I, my, yeah, my question here is do you think that um <laughs> that uh when Al Gore was making Inconvenient Truth, he got the idea of like you know, being able to like hover up over his presentation from Gundam Wing. Cause remember how, I don't know if you ever saw that. Remember how that was that scene that was like so parodied and kind of mocked was like um, him on a stage giving a PowerPoint lecture and he gets on like a scissor lift and like, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. and if these trends continue, the temperatures will be up here and like extends towards the ceiling. <laughs> Like, does she need to be like floating around in front of the screen on that thing? Yeah, she's definitely like flying around that like cherry picker looking. Uh... Yeah, exactly, cherry <laughs> yeah. picker. Like, it's like for my presentation, I'm gonna need. Uh, it's like we need to check out from the uh, AV department a projector, uh, USB cable to my laptop, and one of those remote little PowerPoint clicker things and oh yeah i'll need a cherry picker <laughs> like you could have just sat back and done it with a laser pointer come on i mean speaking of like popping out of the screen and like hallucinating and shit um just a, a good transition point i think was like in, <laughs> in between i'm giving her little her little uh al gore presentation on how to eradicate the gundams right uh, we see hero like typing away on like a word processor or, like oh know, my god off screen or something <laughs> and then suddenly like <laughs> dr j's face like appears like not his face no not like, his just... face brendan you remember this oh no it wasn't his face it wasn't his his little his... uh little grabber <laughs> grabby hand yeah his claw starts clicking like that's the first thing that hero like sees and hears he's just he could be like typing his homework for that matter and all of a sudden it's like <laughs> like fades in holy shit that was creepy yeah uh, and yeah he, he gives i guess he's he's essentially giving hero his mission right and uh which which i kind of on the surface don't quite understand i mean he, he talks about like the tauruses and you know more more talk about overriding pilots uh input and everything and therefore being like a menace and um yeah, these Tauruses. But, like, how does that really differ from, like, the overall mission right. just to, like, destroy Oz? <laughs> like, I feel like that, that, you know, kind of fits in pretty cleanly just overall with, like, hey, we should destroy these enemy mobile suits. Right. By the way. <laughs> yeah, he definitely gave him, like, a little much too much backstory this time as to why. It's like, oh, they're evil. And let me tell you, let me tell you about how these are specifically evil. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, and by the way, yes, the mission is the same as always. Just fucking go there and smash it and blow it up. <laughs> so I guess thinking about that too, to be fair, I guess maybe it is kind of a little bit foreshadowing or setting the stage for kind of the, that kind of is a theme going forward, right? Kind of like the pilot versus mobile suit and like the Oh, it's the, already the a purpose, theme. I guess of the pilot. It's already and... a theme, Brendan. Look at the last episode and then you got so annoyed yeah. at me for, uh, for getting any spoilery that's true. so uh that's true. but then I, he's I like back. yeah there's definitely uh 
there's definitely some some who's flying who here. Who's piloting who? Mm-hmm. Brendan, let me ask you. <laughs> um, I asked you a question. I'm waiting for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that claw has already appeared and was already creepy the first time it showed up. Um there you know uh, let's just not go delve into that area again, right? Like sleeping, Relina, you know, claw clicking. Okay. It's uh, so like what a what a terrifying transition. I mean, first of all, anyway, anyone like skyping into your uh, like FaceTiming you while you're doing something else on the computer <laughs> is really jarring, especially if it can like interrupt whatever software you're using. Like, can you imagine right now you're like on Audacity, like editing this. Uh, podcast recording and all of a sudden like just like it slowly fades into like your mom so, like facetiming you <laughs> skyping you like hi brendan <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is that is pretty terrifying of a prospect <laughs> but anyway yeah back to the episode so uh yeah pretty pretty disturbing and jarring to have of all people, Dr. J just show up. And he actually, later in the episode, he does it to, like, the entire world. I, I don't know if anything has ever actually happened like that in real life. Well, actually, there was this this one. Anyway, but that's a tangent. But, yeah, like... Yeah, there was a, the whole Max Headroom thing. Yeah, that's what um, I was thinking of. Like, in Chicago you, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And it was, like, he took over, like, a public radio station, a TV station or something like that? Yeah. Or, like, on the signal? Yeah. So upsetting. <laughs> Just yeah, it really would. It really would be. Um, anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, Doctor J just gave that. But we we get like a whole like kind of like uh, montage of the of the different pilots, um, one by one. D- duo, you know, busts into Hero's room and it looks like he's on the same mission. Um, so so apparently Oz is transporting the Tauruses in. There's like a one decor route and one like main route, uh, one by air, one by land. Yeah, they're kind of just like plan, like uh, splitting up like the plan to to take out these suits. Duo is going to do the land route. Hero is going to do the air route, and then we get a little cut to a uh, Troa um, on his tablet, um, just kind of musing to himself, um, thinking like he, uh, again, just kind of like out of nowhere, he's like, it's by air. So I guess like I don't know, he crunched the numbers and figured out what the uh, what the true route was going to be. Yeah, I mean maybe just a lucky guess or something though, right? Uh, yeah, I mean it's a fifty fifty chance, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> take it, <laughs> that... take it, I guess, as you will. And then we also get Buffet still still pretty uh, upset about his defeat by Trey's. I guess when was the Trey's assassination episode? I feel like that was a while ago at this it's, point. It's... <laughs> It's getting to be a little long now. It's like, all right, come on. Let's move on yeah, here, Wufei. He, he is still moping and shit. Um, he obviously parted ways with Troa, though, and he's in some, like, pretty pretty cool-looking landscape, like mountains yeah, and this, lakes and stuff. Is there, like, a waterfall, like, in that scene? Something, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was kind of hoping... I was kind of hoping that his Gundam would just, like... When he's like, you know, Nataku, denounce me. I was kind of hoping his Gundam would just kind of, like, slowly start, like, falling over. <laughs> Yeah, right. towards him but right just like trip or something or like <laughs> yeah. some kind of awkward problem yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh we should also say that like during that same presentation where um uh the same one where un was kind of like uh 
remember she used that thing kind of like a threatening manner at one point, like that cherry picker. She gets like right in like Zex and Noin's face, oh, like looms right yeah. over them. She's like, "You're gonna go by yourself, Zex. How do you like that?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, she talks about like he. Yeah, that that, that part is like yeah. You recently uh like suffered that defeat by the hands of Zero One. So hey, why don't you go uh, do a little solo one on one with him? She is just digging I, I, at them like every opportunity. Zex and Noin. She is just like yeah, just digging at them what, what was the defeat am i am i forgetting something i feel like he's come closest to defeating a gundam if anything well he had that like i guess in the very first episode right yeah that's that's the only thing i can think of but did like, he, he have actually, another like, encounter the gundam down <laughs> like, yeah that was right pretty successful <laughs> yeah uh a lot more successful than uns uh hashtag mm-hmm. party night debacle uh i should night, say yeah. party night fiasco and it also, she, but I mean, she is pretty on the ball to some extent in this presentation. She's bringing like everyone in Oz up to speed about yeah. like, <laughs> this is what zero one does. Zero two <laughs> is good at this. And zero three is, you know, whatever, uh, like close attack type. And this one, if you get rid of the oh, ammunition. No, no. Uh, sorry. Uh-uh. What? What? <laughs> so, yeah. So, oh, God. Yeah, zero, I mean, zero one flies and shit. Zero two has some cloaks. Zero three has like the heavy artillery. Right. And then, and then she gets to zero four. Zero four is also a close range battle type. Make sure when facing zero five to avoid direct combat. So just like, <laughs> <laughs> if, if we if we recall, zero four is Catra, and yeah. essentially Catra's defining characteristic is also a close range battle type. <laughs> And then right. moving on, nothing else. Not even a pause, not even the slightest hesitation. It's like also a close range battle type, and then just zero five is right. Like, yeah. what you say about Poor zero Catcher. five? Like, don't get Poor close Catcher. to it. Which I feel is probably good advice to like any of them, for that matter. It's like don't get too yeah. close to it. <laughs> solid uh, advice. I mean, at least she could have, like said something about like you know his posse of uh, Magwinot core, but. No, he's... Yeah, right? Like, because yeah, at, least, at least half of the time that Catra has appeared, yeah, he's had a small army with him. <laughs> yeah. Might have wanted to mention that. That's a pretty key one. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so good stuff. So we're, we're just, it's all, this whole episode is like, you know what's fun is like, there's so many different characters running around here, but it mm-hmm. is kind of cool that it's very like, sort of conventional plot or something in a, in a way or just very like straightforward it's like a bunch of people like preparing for a battle and then having that battle yeah no it really is it, it probably is the most like straightforward episode excuse me straightforward episode we've had in a while there's right. a couple like you know kind of one-offs like with relina and with wufei but oh yeah other than that relina like, core core story is really a like a single linear um through line Oh, so should we talk about the brief uh, Relina interlude? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we definitely should. Um, yeah, man, she moves. She moves fast. She already has her her following of uh, yeah, hanger Jesus. <laughs> right. And, uh, it, I mean, she... How long has she been at the school? Like, like a week at most, maybe. <laughs> there is a perpetually a crowd of like followers around her wherever she goes. And, like, report – she's clearly, like, a personality because, remember, after she returned to Earth, after 
her father was killed, like there was the reporters all around. She's mm-hmm. clearly like something of a public personality. Like it seems like it should not be that hard for Oz to <laughs> assassinate her or like find her and kill her. Yeah. Um, and because is that that still is that still there? And not not to mention the at this bright point? pink limousine that she travels around in, <laughs> right? These other girls are already like lamenting duo and hero leaving. <laughs> <laughs> they are that, yeah. Pretty much in the same exact like they have the same exact mannerisms and same exact uh like like treat Melina pretty much exactly the same as her original OG followers. Um, right. But yeah, duo and duo and hero are transferring yet again. Uh I, I, I don't know why exactly, but I guess I guess after their little bet to destroy that character maybe last episode, um they they blew their cover. I'm not, I'm not sure, but yeah. I mean, obviously, I at the end of this episode, there's probably good reason to. But um, going into it, I'm not not exactly clear. Just got to keep on keep on moving mm-hmm. on down the highway. Guess you know. so. Yeah. Got yourself um, another suicide mission, hero, or something like that. <laughs> right. She's got yeah yeah. And she, <laughs> I was it um yeah off to, yeah off to fight again yeah. And she's right. heading to her own battleground, which oh, that's right, heading to. I her think own that yeah, it's gonna be next episode. Something to look forward to. Oh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't even know what she's talking about, so I'm kind of excited now. Oh, you, you managed not to watch the uh, next time on. This well, thing? actually, this was know? this is kind of a momentous occasion as well, Brandon. Uh, this episode because this is the final episode of Disc Two, which has been my oh. faulty, scratchy DVD disc. And uh, wouldn't you know it, this whole episode worked fine, except it froze and crashed during the uh, next time. <laughs> so <laughs> I have no idea what's happening some, next uh, time. There's some spoilers. I think it'll be good going into that fresh. Oh, okay. it'll be fun. I'm I'm yeah. excited. All right, so uh, so we got uh, so we got the land and the sea route, and mm-hmm, uh, so those those Tauruses are getting transported somehow. But yep. you think that a pretty good chance of, of taking them down because we got like two Gundams with Wu Fei's absence. We got two Gundams on each route. Yeah. Yeah, we got uh, Catra and uh, Duo um, taking the land route. And pre- pretty cool shot. Pretty cool cool scene of uh, Catra about to derail these uh, or you know, like destroy the tracks with his little sides. But then he gets yeah. uh <laughs> he gets a uh, damn lasered by the right, I was gonna say is they get damn lasered <laughs> <laughs> and just falls face first onto the tracks, about to get uh run over. It was right in the but, back. Uh, he was Yeah, now, but then who come who someone comes to save him though? Now here's Ar- the, here's the here's the uh here's the question though. Uh all of a sudden we see Duo and he's like, You wish and he's pulling the train off the tracks. Do you think he was saying you wish to Catra or the train? <laughs> um, the the train, <laughs> I think. <laughs> that would seem the obvious I mean... answer, Brendan, would seem the obvious <laughs> answer, but then like, you know, maybe uh maybe they're all kind they're all kind of these pilots are all aware of like how pouty and kind of death wishy they all are and angsty and <laughs> borderline suicidal. And he's like, oh, you think you're going to get off that easy, Catra? You think you're just going to get hit by a train? You wish. <laughs> as, as far as we know, 
Duo didn't even see Catcher get hit by the laser. He just saw Catcher lying on the, the tracks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh just, God, I mean, rightfully point. so, just assuming like he's just like there on purpose. <laughs> yeah, like maybe, and, and who knows, like how long he was like riding on that train too, like just clinging to it, and maybe he won't like, uh, he, you know, had to pull it off to the side when he's. I, who knows? This is this is ridiculous. <laughs> Damn it, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> but that that is a pretty pretty cool cool sequence with um him him derailing the train and um yeah yanking it off the tracks the tracks to a safe catcher yeah um, that was cool but, yeah and then but then we we do find out though that <clears throat> that was the decoy route and, and duo kind of hinted like kind of act like he knew it too yeah i don't think he did i don't think he did but <laughs> he, he's trying to act cool act like he knew it was a decoy but you know we see a bunch of leos uh bust out of the the trains uh getting ready for their ambush those guys have and... to be a little shaken up right considering that riding out that train crash inside those cars <laughs> you would th- you would think so yeah <laughs> i'm pretty pretty uh catastrophic uh train derailment right um but they they seem fine <laughs> i guess uh um but anyway uh moving on to the we, we cut over to the air route um I, I feel like this is like the fifth or sixth like transport that tro has been through <laughs> or at least he's all of them through, been he's through. gone through like, a lot this one another little, transport getting destroyed this one's a little different it's not the generic looking uh transport it's it's a high speed transport it's like a little smaller yeah, it's more like, box it's more here. like star wars shuttle looking right it is yeah it's kind of boxy we get a pretty heroic leap out by by the heavy arms just fucking yeah. heavy arming everything just like goes down a rampage <laughs> so you know lady un has plans upon plans as we'll find out but um one of her her first you know little card she pulls out of her sleeve is the quote-unquote backup defense army that they've like <laughs> hidden in the train and also like in the sand around that airbase because i guess that they all end up pretty close to each other actually how close to each other do they end up are they in a completely different location or do, um no because like katra and duo are like pretty close by for this this stuff with uh that happens with hero right I I thought that the first time, but then after watching it again, um, I, I don't think so. And the reason I think that is just based on, I, I get the feeling that like Catra's reaction at the very end of the episode <laughs> is just based on communications that he hears through right, the right. monitor. Yes. Versus like right. actually seeing it. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I mean, actually being there to see it probably would have been just a little too much. For <laughs> <Like> <laughs> yeah, that would be that would just be the signal be, to end. I think of Catra. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, while the the Leos pop out of the train cars, and I guess they're stopping to like refuel um, the the transports with the Tauruses, which he does shoot down a couple. But I guess that the key, like, Taurus transports are still intact and making their stop at that airbase. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think they're they're still pretty much uh, 
Um, still, still very much in route and in one piece. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and who, and we get, a we get a reintroduction, I guess, of, um, of Zex with the tall geese as well. I think around this moment, around this point. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, cause hero gets like ambushed and gets like shot down, but then blasts a few of the Leos or Ares or whatever. Um, but then we see this unidentified Oz mobile suit, pretty maneuverable. Kind of takes hero by surprise a little bit. Um, yeah. The Leo it, it, does, it does look like Zex has finally mastered, uh, mastered his fear and his internal struggles and everything um as well as just the overall control i guess of of the speed and of the handling of the suit and uh so we get this you know kind of pretty pretty cool like there's some there's some nice animation there's some cool shots with uh the first sort of bigger uh like duel between uh tall geese and zero one he like flies yeah, at they they take some shots and then they're like let's throw down these get that, uh, let's throw down these uncivilized uh weapons and do this beam sword uh beam sword yeah yeah um hero has a pretty easy detachment i guess he just kind of like slams like the side of his uh, <laughs> some panel on the side of his uh cockpit and like immediately drops his giant ass beam rifle <laughs> Yeah. pretty pretty uh, easy release i guess um, yeah but yeah we get a little little dual action i guess um another repeating theme throughout the series with uh trays and wufei and now um hero and uh zex yeah so no need no need for them guns yeah guns Pfft, no this is a this is a real fight here um, mm-hmm. and while this duel is going on, there's another duel that's heating up a little bit back at, uh, headquarters. Uh, my goodness, Noin and Un. Whew. I mean, you want to comment on this? Barge. Uh, you want to comment on the, uh, the Noin, uh, and Un escalating tension there? My goodness. Oh, man. Yeah, so Un's like yet again surprised by <laughs> the power of the Gundams. I feel like she should be well aware by this point. <laughs> but, I don't know, maybe that's just like the overall, like, kind of yeah, like you know, you know, cockiness you know what? of... What the fuck you know, is with Lady Un... Enemy troops. Any, but... What the fuck is her deal anyway? Like, she keeps, like, saying, like, well, Zex, like, Zex, you've encountered one of these Gundams. Zex. And I think <laughs> she, like, directly... She, like, had... She was in a Gundam, like, fighting Wufei. Like, she has had plenty of encounters with them. She had the party night encounter. She was on the ship with Trey's and Wufei. And she keeps, like, like saying, like, <laughs> well, Zex, you're the one that's actually encountered these Gundams. Why don't you... You know, like, you know what I mean? I think she's, like, yeah. arguably encountered them more directly face-to-face <laughs> than he has. Yeah. And and still, so is always... <laughs> Always kind of taken aback and surprised that right, you know, like you were saying, yeah, yeah, impenetrable and invincible as as they are. <laughs> but she she has a backup plan though, yeah. in the form of Space Fortress Barge, which is an amazing name. <laughs> yep, Space Fortress Barge. So yeah, so essentially uh, they took over. Oz took over a bunch of Alliance uh, missile space missile barges i guess and, uh, 
have a bunch of missiles aimed at like all the colonies. Um, this goddamn missile them barges. <laughs> you okay there? Float. Yeah, I'm just saying this those, those darn missile barges just floating around <laughs> in space. I, I was just gonna say Norn's Norn does not uh does not see eye to eye with uh these tactics. No. And and to to that to that point too, neither does uh does Zex. Well she and she uh and she pays for it too with uh with uh, a bit of a uh, brightened cheek there. She gets a good little slap across the face. From oh man, and, and un un definitely puts a little a little ha into it. Yeah, right. Gives uh <laughs> gave, gives Noin a little taste of her own medicine from that time she slowly walked over and slapped that soldier <laughs> all those episodes ago. And and that soldier kept his composure a little bit more though. Um, yeah. Whereas Noin, she, she's definitely uh, showing her contempt towards we just talk about like just how weird this like this world this universe that they've created is these people like walking around in like robes and like capes and stuff and like slapping each other bourgeois like nobility weird (laughs) like into like skeet shooting and sipping wine and like slapping each other the fuck is this (laughs) you know what i'm saying like it's just weird I mean, yeah, I, I could only only fantasize about living in that, living the life of the one percent. I guess, <laughs> right? <laughs> if only I could get slapped by some cape wearing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. So so after that happens, um, Zex is also, as I mentioned, uh, pretty you know, disgusted. I guess by by the tactics of holding the, ho- the colonies hostage thinking it's kind of like a dirty move right and um, he's not happy. he's still fighting with hero and i want to get your take on this but um it, i don't know like like he, he like yells at hero like you guys can fight well can't you which i feel like is another like tsunami promo clip that we've heard a lot or, or maybe it's a clip in the yeah no it um, definitely is stop, like you know previously on but i remember definitely that a much quoted scene yeah um but after that happens, they do a more sword exchange, and then Hero cuts off the tall geese's left arm or left hand. Yeah, right. Hand Did arm, he? something. Like, yeah, something like that. And at that point, Zex says, "I can't fight in that case." Norin, please get me Lady Un. So is is that Zex just being like a, a sore loser and be like, <laughs> "Oh, my my arm got cut off, so I'm obviously gonna lose this fight." But you know, I'm gonna use the, I'm gonna use the whole colonies being targeted thing as a as an excuse to kind of be like, oh no, I can't, I can't fight in this situation. This is a uh, this is unfair. Yeah, it's like, yeah, um, like he's yeah yeah like starting to uh to lose, and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, listen, you know, I mean, that <laughs> that's that's like pretty much not... what I got from it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that that that's kind of funny. That's a great take on it, but we don't. Do, is there like a shot? later where his arm is blatantly gone because it looked like he slashed his arm but i couldn't oh yeah no it's uh so i actually noticed it was missing in a shot at the end and then why the second time i watched it um yeah hero does does like cut it off right before he yeah well gets online with a one question i've always like wondered about the togis is is it like as tough it's it's clearly not as tough as a gundam right because the gundams 
there will be times where they're like, uh, like not even like trying to dodge incoming fire and just like standing there <laughs> awkwardly, just like getting like hit in the face with like a laser blast or a cannon. And it pretty much just bounces off. Like it might stun them or like knock them down temporarily. But those Gundams have been clearly demonstrated to be impervious to almost anything. And uh, whereas the Leos and that stuff is the complete opposite. Like they can be crunched and torn apart like a tissue. So yeah, someone can like blow on them the wrong way and they'll like. Implode. Right. So, so where does the Tolgi stand? Is it pretty like, I, I always kind of interpreted it that it wasn't as flimsy as a Leo, but it certainly wasn't anywhere as near as tough as a Gundam and that it was really just Zex's pure skill that kept him alive in these battles. Yeah, I kind of I kind of always felt that too. That it might be like one step up, I guess, from like a, a Leo. Right. Um you know, like a little bit more armored and whatnot, but um like in terms of like being made of Gundanium, like I don't think that's the case as far as I as far as I know. Right. So I feel that it's it always speaks like pretty uh loudly to, uh... to to Zex's skill. Because two people having a fist fight or something and one of the guys is wearing a Kevlar vest and <laughs> uh a helmet and boxing gloves and the other guy has no protection whatsoever and can still hold his own against him. It's impressive. Yeah, not exactly. Yeah, I, I kind of get that get that same thing. Yeah, so, so so we actually get to get to the communication between Zex and Un. And this is actually like a scene that I feel like I should be laughing at because it's so ridiculous. But also like I don't know, I I, I liked it. I, I thought it was I thought it was effective. Um and let me I'm gonna play it real quick, but let me know what your thoughts are. Okay. Colonel, get a grip on yourself. I know exactly what I'm doing. That is not what His Excellency wants. I am doing nothing more than fulfilling His Excellency's ideal. You clearly don't understand His Excellency. You're the one that doesn't understand him, Colonel. Yeah, so, I mean, (laughs) that triple use of His Excellency, I feel like, should be just, like, ridiculous. And I guess it kind of is, but I don't know, like... I actually kind of dug that scene. Yeah, it's it, it is it's fun, um, and it's nice and simple to understand the different. Yeah, it's just good. It, I, I like that Noin and Zex are arguing against this ridiculous uh, tactic that Un has taken. It's a it's a fun scene, but yeah, it would be more. Uh, like why? I don't know. First of all, why isn't Trey's just in here commanding things directly uh, <laughs> instead of just always pulling strings behind the scene? And he yeah, sounds that, like that. I think that's the answer. <laughs> and he sounds like that. Uh, the way they talk about him, it's like the most popular kid in the class who everyone wants to be friends with. Uh, and it's like, oh, well, Tommy would want it this way. No, you don't know what Tommy wants. I'm best friends with Tommy. He would want it this way. No, Tommy would never do that. Like, I'm friends with Tommy, and he wouldn't. Like, <laughs> don't you get that feeling as well? That Like, it's not about trays. It's about what, shouldn't there be, shouldn't this organization, Oz, be more than just trays and what he wants and how he likes to do things? 
Yeah, but they, yeah, have, but unfortunately, they must have some higher loyalty, right? Yeah, it seems so, to just tie back to him, like, regardless. Right. Yeah, she just hangs up on Zek. She just, like, straight up, like, hits the hang-up button on Zex's <laughs> face. But then they get another phone call. Oh, we do. And at this point, I was like, is that Stan Lee? <laughs> I definitely got, like, a Stan Lee vibe. <laughs> Stan Lee cameo. He around. makes a cameo in every... Every Marvel product, Gundam Wing is no exception. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. But no, Dr. J, again, does his weird communication takeover, which I feel like also, if I saw that face pop up my screen, <laughs> and I had any kind of like inkling that it was somebody up at the colonies, those missiles would be gone. They, they would be <laughs> en route. Right. <laughs> no hesitation. <laughs> yeah. It's like let's let's listen to what he has to say. No, let's not. Let's just fire. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Look at that face. Uh, yeah, I, I hope you will play insert the audio here of at least two different people, if not maybe three different people going. I think Zach's duo and also a random soldier in the operating room all say. It's a good question too. Like, who the it, fuck it's is? A very like, good nobody question. knows who this is. Random old dude just shows up. Uh, yeah. I mean, at least he has the um, decency not to waste everyone's time with his uh, it's claw clicking for about like, you know, ten <laughs> seconds, ten, ten second prelude before he actually gets to his point. Right. So, so what is what is his point, Warren? Well, his point. So. <laughs> It's pretty funny. He says, uh, well, I, I kind of forgot. No, but basically he says that uh, I'll surrender. I'm the head of this revolution. I'm the one behind the, the Gundam, Gundam's fighting Oz, and I'll surrender myself. Uh, but don't destroy the colonies, and I'm also not surrendering the Gundams. I'm just surrendering myself. This is what I would mm-hmm. call a very, very conditional surrender. It is not <laughs> yeah. an unconditional surrender. I mean, I, f- I feel like if um, Norian at the end didn't like jump in, like those missiles would still be <laughs> would still be uh, on their way. Based on, uh, no, based on, based on that, it wasn't wasn't exactly what was asked for. Um, right. But I mean, by un uns right uns goal here was to stop the Gundams and it's sort of just a tangential random thing that an old dude showed up and surrendered <laughs> himself they uh Un could have been like okay fine thanks for surrendering but my <laughs> my goal here is to get rid of the Gundams so you can't just like say like wait 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 I surrender myself but let the Gundams go yeah, some some random dude and some like well, you know what you know what, you know what was interesting. They made a point of he wasn't like they made a point that he wasn't on any kind of like encrypted. Um, oh, like, you're right. Yeah. Encrypted line. They're like, yeah, he's like on some open channel, like coming from Colony J or whatever, right? Or Colony Four. <laughs> I, I forget what it was. Colony but, J. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was kind of an interesting point. I thought that he he wasn't trying to like hide himself. Like it was. Right. He was trying to make it apparent, I guess, that he was like at the colonies and maybe give himself some credibility at least. 
<laughs> he's, which he's desperately in need of. This is Dr. J <laughs> we're talking about. Yeah. He's all the credibility he can get. Yeah. And so, of course, Hero jumps jumps at the opportunity Mission to yet again <laughs> self-destruct. Or at least the time. And this time he's actually pretty successful. What almost threw me off about that scene is that there's all those crazy sound effects and he blows them up. But then instead of it just going to... Yeah, that's right there. So instead of like, instead of it just kind of ending with a very large and, you know, powerful explosion sound, it kind of just goes quiet. And then all of a sudden you see Hero going, <laughs> like flying through the air with random little like Gundam pieces and shards <laughs> flying around him. Yeah, I mean, similar sounds when he's like falling down the hill um, right. after jumping out of the hospital window. Um, but definitely a different, um, a different result <laughs> after. Yeah, that. we get a pretty, some... uh, pretty upsetting shot there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we we get some classic sad, sad music um, cued, and that kind of like overhead. Spirally rotating shot of hero kind of zooming out with a very large pool of blood uh accumulating beneath his head, and his eyes just like wide open looks pretty fucking dead I would pretty say. really pretty freaking dead and eyes like glazed over uh like no life in them yeah uh, the the transition then to uh catra's reaction <laughs> oh my god speaking of heart attacks um he is he's having a rough time we get like, kind of like the <laughs> i i guess like the voices or like the i guess like to you know signaling the communication i guess over the radio of uh norin and zex and i think on maybe or Choa, a bunch yeah. of them essentially uh conveying the the message that um zero one self-destructed and oh man catches i guess he has a heart attack he, what's his quote I, I forget his quote exactly what? Uh, I'll, I'll try to insert it but yeah i don't even know what it was i was just so amused at the way he's just like kind of like while those voices and like faces are floating over him on the screen <laughs> he's just like kind of crouched in his cockpit like sitting with clenched fists like, and at the end of it it's just like, like <laughs> oh he, he he definitely uses the words soul i think he says like my soul at one point oh my gosh which not this is again. definitely a i guess throwback or reference to so is hero the soul of the universe perhaps could be it's sort of an it's a work in his it's a theory it's a working theory you know what i mean he's he hasn't <laughs> yeah. ironed out all the kinks yet yeah right so um so let's let's talk about the uh before we get to the ending which is just i i just loved the ending of this episode but uh let's get to the uh the deeply deeply satisfying maybe you have an audio clip uh deeply satisfying moment of un going in for another slap on noin and noin blocks it and then tells her like you got a phone call bitch it's Trey's, and he's not happy. Like, just, I think we're all very much on 
Noyne's side as, as the audience of like that deeply satisfying moment at the end of the episode where the bully and the person who was wrong and we all knew they were wrong the whole time gets their comeuppance and just has to stand there with a goofy look on their face because they just got fucking owned. So, so because we strive for 100% accuracy with this podcast, I, I must bring in the corrections department here. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Just a very slight correction. So she actually doesn't go for a slap. Um, she reaches for the headset, I think. Oh, okay, Cause, right, right. Because Norn's like, hey, you got an incoming call from a message from Trey's. And she's like, give me that. And then that's when, that, but, but then to your point, Norn definitely puts up a hand to do a little blocking action. Be like, bitch. Yeah, right <laughs> it's inevitable that this that there is um yeah at the risk of like being at all sexist that like uh and, and and which of course is what it is but when they were the two of them going back and forth even from earlier i was just oh my goodness the the cattiness there is off the charts i mean un is just so freaking aggressive it's ridiculous yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. she gets her but, come um, up and then she gets it so that's why it's so satisfying when mm-hmm. she gets her comeuppance at the yeah. end like no bitch you were wrong colonel i have a call in from his excellency give it colonel he says for you to be more graceful about everything more graceful lady <laughs> just the emphasis on her just her the way she pronounces or uh says lady on at the end there is like there's like so much like spite and like venom yeah. behind that venom and also, definitely you know, a bit of a probably like self-satisfaction i would guess oh yeah well. all of that just just turning yeah. the turning the knife a little bit lady on and also probably because like i'm sure it's speaking of like not very well-kept secrets i'm sure everybody talks about how like you know obsessed lady on is with colonel trays just in general so i'm sure that was just even more satisfying and um you know <laughs> kind of like a, a you know yeah you know that everyone in that ro- everyone in that room all those different soldiers are clearly like yeah that was awesome like you tell it to yeah. annoying <laughs> so wrapping up uh jay has surrendered himself uh sparing the colonies from attack uh Mm-hmm. which which trays intervened against anyway i guess but the gundams uh are free they're still off on their own running away with the exception of hero but uh yeah what were we gonna say <laughs> yeah no no i guess like they kind of like all communicate with each other and seem like they're pretty much done or like at least momentarily you know they're they're like yeah i guess that that weird creepy dude essentially surrendered and hero's <laughs> actions kind of like spoke for all of us so we're directionless now so i guess let's get the fuck out of here and uh uh yeah i don't know but also um <laughs> i definitely couldn't oh my not gosh laugh at the very last scene of oh my god i laughed <laughs> so, so wow i so love Trevor, this like gently so picks much. up hero's body with his gundam <laughs> which is like sure whatever like what else are you gonna do in that situation but then instead of like wrapping him up and like putting him into that giant a- i mean his his transport vehicle has at least four extra seats in the front 
and probably a lot of other space but no oh my god <laughs> your dead comatose whatever body is still gripped within the heavy arms hand just on the back of the truck <laughs> exposed to all the elements just <laughs> whipping along in the breeze just sitting there oh my god this scene was so great i love I, I was laughing so hard when this episode ended i loved that scene yeah, just fucking. Why is he out there? How long is he? He might be driving for like another five hours for all we yeah. know. <laughs> just, and he can't even move. His arms are pinned down at his side <laughs> in that little like heavy arms fist. Just like, just like awkwardly like planking in there. <laughs> yeah, out in the breeze. Oh man, that's so funny. He so easily could have, like, yeah, just, like, lowered him into the cab of that truck or any situation. Literally <laughs> anything, any situation. Literally any other situation. Put him inside of, like, the heavy arms, like, in the cockpit, cockpit. or something. Like <laughs> Anything would have been better than just driving him on top of the, on the back of the truck in the arm. Like, just, oh my god, in the hand of, of heavy arms. Yeah. Ugh. And that's it. Five. That's the final scene. Is the camera slowly zooming in on his face? I eyes still wide open. Lots of blood. Like I didn't notice this either until I watched it again. But he, he, the back of his shirt's just like fucking soaked in blood too. For kind of oh my second. god. Um, yeah, I guess that wasn't on the uh, afternoon airing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So which also makes it as I overwhelmingly see that if you lose that much blood. And are particularly from like a head or neck injury and are then left untreated, just grasped in the hand of a Gundam in the open air for hours, presumably. This, I mean, I mean, I, th- I know it, I mean, it's, this it's, is, take- but the, you also have to remember this is the kid who had like over, what was it, 120 broken bones slash internal injuries <laughs> slash bruises <laughs> and seemed to be fine. <laughs> Well, All right. Uh, Speaking of, yeah. Anything else? Anything else to uh, wrap up this episode, or I think we're good. I think I, I think we're good. I'm uh, unless you have anything else to say, I'm ready to take us out here. Nah, take take us out, please. So, uh, thanks again for joining us, everyone. That was episode ten of Alex and Mueller's Fundam Wingcast, which is just a great name. I'm so proud of that name we came up with, Fundam Wingcast, and. You can contact us on our various social medias and what have yous at that name. We are FundamWingCast at gmail.com. We are at FundamWingCast on Twitter. And, uh, of course, we are now uh, dun, 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 <laughs> on Instagram at FundamWingCast on Instagram. And go check it out because... Uh, this is this is big for me. I've been uh, I've been I've been handed the keys to some additional responsibilities on the show. And already uh, abusing. Already and I'm already abusing and I'm already abusing them. <laughs> already the unprofessionalism and uh, it's it's already well. Just go see for yourself. Check us out on uh, on on Instagram, Twitter, or drop us a line on Gmail. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, we're on iTunes and Spotify. Give us a good review. Because we need it. We need those good reviews. We need to go to the top of the charts. 
okay, so I think that's anyway. it, and we'll catch you next time for episode 11. Which What's the title of episode 11? My disc gift. It is The Whereabouts of Happiness. Whoa. All right. That's, yeah. I'm excited. All right. I'll, uh, I'll see you next time, Brennan. All right. Yep. See you later. That's enough, Mueller. <laughs>